morning. It is Kale and Company Live. A delight to have you along with us on WKXL on this Tuesday, the second day of August. And if you're a, a baseball fan, uh, you will uh, be well aware that at 6 o'clock tonight, the trading deadline happens. So no trades in Major League Baseball after 6 o'clock tonight. There was a flurry of activity yesterday. We'll mention that a little bit later on. But first of all, speaking of baseball, want to congratulate the Concord 11- and 12-year-old All-Stars as they stole their way to the New Hampshire Little League State Championship uh, Monday night in Bedford at John Hosang Field in uh, Bedford. Nolan Walsh of the Concord 11- and 12-year-old All-Stars scored the game-winning run by stealing home in the top of the seventh inning. And Anthony Latora shut the door in the bottom of the inning to secure Concord's 6-5 extra-inning triumph over Goffstown in the title-deciding third game of the series. So that'll mean Concord plays Massachusetts, their state champion, to open the Little League New England Regional on Saturday at 1 o'clock. So uh, certainly congratulations going out to that 11- and uh, 12-year-old Concord All-Star team uh, winning the State Little League Championship in a nail-biter, an extra-inning contest in Goffstown on uh, Monday night. Uh, as we mentioned, the uh, trading deadline comes up tonight at 6 o'clock. Of course, if you're listening to the rebroadcast of this show at uh, 7 o'clock this evening, you will already know what has gone down. That is, you know, assuming that you care. But uh, last night, Red Sox made some big news. They traded veteran catcher Christian Vasquez to the Houston Astros. And the rumor about the fact that Vasquez was going to be dealt to Houston surfaced in the press box uh, in Houston prior to the Astros-Red Sox game last night, just as Vasquez was taking his batting practice swings in a Red Sox uniform. Little did he know at that point that moments later he would be switching clubhouses and joining the Houston Astros. And it's a shame uh, uh, Christian Vasquez uh, has been in the Red Sox organization since he was 17 years old. He's played at uh, virtually every level of the Red Sox organization. Uh, to me... Uh, he was the, the best clutch hitter on the team, not to mention uh, an outstanding game caller behind the plate. Now, his contract uh, is up at the end of the season, and that was one of the reasons the Red Sox decided to trade him for a couple of prospects. Or will they be a couple of suspects? You're never sure about that. Will they be prospects or will they be suspects? We will find out probably in four or five years <laughs> about the results of the Christian Vasquez deal. Now, you know, he will be a free agent at the end of the year, and there is that outside, outside possibility that the Red Sox could re-sign uh, Christian Vasquez. But that rarely happens. 
it rarely happens. It's it's happened once in a while, but very rarely happens that a team uh, lets a player go whose contract uh, is expiring uh, in a couple of months and then uh, resigns that player after he had gone to another team. That very rarely happens, but we'll see. Uh, also on the trading block, apparently, is uh, J.D. Martinez, who is in the final year of his contract with the Boston Red Sox. And there is a possibility, a possibility that Nate Evaldi, who was also in the final year of his Red Sox contract, Evaldi, uh, could also be dealt by the Red Sox. And Monday night, Nathan Evaldi uh, pitched his best game of the year uh, for the Boston Red Sox in Houston uh, against the the Astros. And uh, uh, the Astros are really stockpiling talent. Uh, They picked up Trey Mancini yesterday from Baltimore and Christian Vasquez uh, from the Red Sox. This team is already loaded. The Houston Astros, you know, they they lead the American League West by about 50 games right now. And they're loading up on more talent. They really want to make a World Series run. As do the New York Yankees, who are stockpiling talent as well, while the Red Sox are dropping talent. But we shall see how it all plays out. The Red Sox still despite their woeful month of June and uh, their woeful month of July, I should say. July was a woeful month for the Red Sox. June wasn't bad. July was awful for the Red Sox. But despite that, they're still in the hunt for one of the three wildcard spots in the American League. So about two months of baseball still remain on the Major League calendar, and we will see how that all uh, plays out. Red Sox winners last night in Houston, 3-2 to two over the Astros. As we said, Avaldi, Nathan Avaldi pitched very well. Best game of the year for him. And uh, he went six and a third innings. Uh, did not allow an earned run, as both of Houston's runs were unearned last night. And Bobby Dahlbeck, the uh, much maligned Bobby Dahlbeck, Drove in all the Red Sox runs last night with a double and a two-run homer. So it was a big night for Ivaldi in what could have been what could have been his final start as a member of the Red Sox, and a big night for Bobby Dahlbeck, who I don't believe is going anywhere. And it might have been J.D. Martinez's final game as a member of the Red Sox if a team is looking for a designated hitter. Uh, He may fit their bill, and again, he is in the final year of his contract with the Boston Red Sox. So a lot of moving pieces, and uh, 24 hours from now, uh, we will see who is on that Boston Red Sox roster for the duration of the 2022 season. It is 8-14, if you're listening to our live broadcast right now on WKXL, And if you would like to make a comment on anything that is going on in this world of ours, we'll open up the phone lines at area code 603-224-1450-603-224-1450. As an added bonus, when you call in, you have an opportunity to say hello to Kat, our producer. 
So there, there you go. That should be incentive enough to call the program just for, a, you know, a, an opportunity to say good morning to Kat. And good morning, Kat. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Kat? I am doing uh, doing okay. That's good. Doing okay. Just waiting to see how this uh, trading deadline pans out for the Red Sox. And uh, we'll know everything by by about 6 o'clock tonight, how everything is going to uh, shake out. Will Ivaldi remain with the team? Will J.D. Martinez remain with the team or not? We'll find out answers to these questions and more before 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, by the way, Gunstock is back in business. That's right. Uh, we'll have uh, more on that uh, coming up on this show. And tomorrow, uh, we are going to devote uh, a lot of time to discuss the Gunstock situation as the Gunstock Lodge was packed on Monday night where the Belknap County delegation held an emergency meeting to vote in a new Gunstock area commissioner. Uh, well, Monday's meeting coming on the heels of Sunday's emergency meeting where the commission legally voted to bring back the Mountains management team who had all resigned in recent weeks, stating they could no longer work with former chairman Dr. David Strang. Uh, county delegates uh, heard from several candidates hoping to be named to the commission before electing Denise Conroy. And uh, Conroy said, and I quote, I want the position because this community is such a tremendous outlet for me, for my husband, as newcomers, relative newcomers to the state. It's such a special place, and I want it open, and I want it thriving. End quote from Denise Conway, who is now a member of the county delegation in Belknap County. And after she was sworn in, the county delegates read from a statement from former Chairman Strang, saying he officially resigned. It was a move other commissioners, delegates, and the public had been pushing for weeks. And we'll find out more about that tomorrow. I'm intrigued to find out more about this uh, gunstock situation. The uh, delegation officially voted to accept Strang's letter of resignation by a count of 9 to 1, leaving uh, Doug Lambert, Jade Wood, and now Denise Conroy as the three members of the Gunstock Area Commission, and they uh, needed three members in order for Gunstock to reopen. So there it is, the Gunstock situation apparently resolved, and we'll find out more about it behind the scenes from some movers and shakers on Wednesday's Kale & Company Live right here on WKXL, AM 1450, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and streaming around the world, around the clock, at nhtalkradio.com. Love to hear from you this morning. Give us a call, 603-224-1450. We will be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company Live on WKXL, 1450 AM. A signal that's been around for about 76 years. 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 in Manchester and beyond, and uh, streaming at nhtalkradio.com, where you can listen to uh, some great programming at your leisure, whether it be uh, this show, whether it be uh, A.J. Kierstead and uh, New Hampshire 
in the morning. He does a terrific job every day here on WKXL, as do Matt Robeson and Paul Hodes. Beyond politics between 4 and 6, lots of great programming around the clock here on WKXL. We want you to be a part of it as well at 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. If you'd like to give us a call and weigh in on anything we've discussed this morning or anything you uh, would like to talk about here on Kale & Company Live. Well, we've been doing this show live now for uh, just about a month. I think today might be our our month anniversary. And I don't believe, I don't believe in that span of time, in the programs that we've done uh, since we started back in early July, I don't think we have mentioned the name of former President Donald Trump. I don't believe we have. And it's been a month. It's hard to believe that we've gone through all that time and we haven't mentioned Donald Trump. And apparently, uh, not only have we ignored Donald Trump, but one of his biggest advocates during his successful presidential campaign, Fox News, has apparently abandoned Trump. Former President Trump uh, reportedly angry that Fox News is no longer putting him front and center in its coverage, according to the New York Times. Times reported that it would be, get this, more than 100 days since the former president was last interviewed by the network. And for anyone who has watched Fox News over the years, or at least since the uh, 2016 election, you know that Donald Trump has been a staple. Virtually everything he did was covered by Fox News. Interviewed constantly. He would call in to the various talk shows, uh, whether it be uh, Fox and Friends in the morning or Sean Hannity at night or Laura Ingram or whoever it might be. Trump would just sometimes spontaneously call in if he disagreed in in particular with something uh, one of the hosts or guests had to say, but he would randomly call in. Very few presidents uh, would do that, but Donald Trump certainly did that. And uh, he was a staple on Fox News for years and years, but apparently now he has not been interviewed by Fox News for over 100 days. Fox News, which... uh, Trump appeared on around eight times more than any other TV channel during his presidency, is instead focusing on other potential candidates for the Republican nomination in 2024, according to the New York Times. Instead of broadcasting a July 22nd Trump rally in Arizona, Fox News aired a Laura Ingram interview with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis according to the New York Times. A live broadcast of Trump's event with conservatives in Washington earlier this week was ignored by Fox News. Instead, they aired a live speech by former Vice President Mike Pence, who I I think uh, will be a candidate, by the way, for president 
in 2024. I think uh, Mike Pence will definitely be among the candidates and probably Ron DeSantis as well. And perhaps Donald J. Trump could be quite a primary, could be quite a primary for this first in the nation primary state, which I hope we will still maintain. Uh, According to the New York Times, which cited two people who have spoken to the former president recently, Trump is angrier about being ignored than he would be if Fox News were to cover him negatively. All right, I'll repeat that. Trump is angrier about being ignored than he would be if Fox News were to cover him negatively. So I guess, you know, any, any publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> in, in, the, uh, in the eyes of Donald Trump, anyway. Trump has recently complained to aides that Sean Hannity, who he was once friends with, also seems to be overlooking him. According to several people close to the Fox Corporation, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch, the moves to exclude Trump are not coincidental. They are not coincidental. An insider previously reported Fox News is inching towards a post-Trump era. Trump and Fox News had a falling out when the network called Arizona for President Biden during the 2022 election return show. Uh, Fox News defended the call made by its decision desk, despite Trump protesting it. Trump then moved towards appearing on Newsmax, another uh, right-leaning network, which many of you are probably familiar with, and the One America News Network. Since then, An insider reported that uh, a roster of Fox News hosts and contributors have issued stern critiques of the former president and support for other potential Republican nominees for 2024. In a recent opinion piece by Fox News contributor Liz Peek, DeSantis was touted as, and I quote here, cure For an ailing America, Ron DeSantis, Florida governor, touted as a cure for an ailing America. In an opinion piece by Liz Peake of Fox News. Insider, the the provider of this story, contacted Fox News and Trump's post-presidency office for comment, but did not immediately receive a response. So there you have it. Fox News and Donald Trump on the outs. Did you ever think you would see that? But I have a feeling, I have a feeling that they may kiss and make up someday. But right now they're focusing more, I guess, on a post, the potential of a post-Trump era with the likes of uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, both of whom I think would make terrific candidates for the Republican Party in 2024. If you have any ideas on that, uh, give us a call. Feel free. Lines are open. 603-224-1450. You could be our first live caller ever to this program and have the opportunity to chat with Kat 
off the air before coming on the air with me because I know you'd much rather talk to her than me. So we'll see what plays out. There's a long way to go, but the midterm elections are coming up in November. And after that, it's the unofficial start of the New Hampshire primary, although some potential candidates have made visits to the Granite State already. I know Mike Pence has been here, and I think the former vice president would be an outstanding president. And I think Ron DeSantis from Florida would make a good candidate as well. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe our very own governor, Chris Sununu, has Oval Office aspirations. There is that possibility. One has to wonder, unless he really loves his job, which he says he does, as governor of the state of New Hampshire, why he did not run for Senate against Maggie Hassan. It's going to be very interesting here over the next couple of years. So stay with us here on WKXL. You get various points of view here on this radio station. We are not one-sided, that is for sure. Give us a call. Make a contribution to the program. Not a financial one, but, uh, you know, an opinion-oriented conversation. If you want to express yours or anything else you'd like to talk about, at 603-224-1450. This is Kale and Company live on WKXL and streaming on nhtalkradio.com. We'll take a break and be right back after these words. Welcome back. Kale and Company live. Great to have you along with us on this Tuesday, the second day of August a.k.a. the Major League Baseball trading deadline. Do you care about it or not? (laughs) Many Red Sox fans have jumped ship after their disastrous July, which it was. It was a disaster. June was okay. Uh, They got off to a horrible start this season, as uh, those who follow the Sox know. And then they picked things up again. Uh, June was a good month. July was a horrible month. August got off to a good start last night with a 3-2 win over the Houston Astros, who are loaded with talent to begin with. And yesterday, uh, not only picked up Christian Vasquez from the uh, Red Sox, uh, also uh, Trey Mancini from the Baltimore Orioles. And what did the Red Sox get for Christian Vasquez? Well, they did get a couple of players, a couple of unknown players right now. I believe the 24th and 25th ranked prospects in the Houston Astros organization. They may be prospects. They may be suspects. You never know. You won't know for a few years how this deal is going to play out. There may be more deals on the way uh, for the Red Sox before the uh, trading deadline at uh, 6 o'clock tonight. But many of you at 6 o'clock tonight are going to be at National Night Out because that is taking place tonight, August 2nd, 5 to 8 in Concord at Rollins Park. You can bring the whole family down, be a part of this great community event that's been going on for quite some time. No cost to enter, 
and food is only $1 with the purchase of a ticket. Uh, parking is also free at uh, Runlet Middle School and from the Runlet Middle School in Concord. Complimentary shuttle service will be provided to uh, Rollins Park. This year's festivities include music, police and fire equipment, canine demonstrations, which are always fun, touch a truck, and so much more. Now, if you have any questions, uh, you can contact the uh, Community Resources Unit at Concord PD at 225-8600, 603-225-8600, extension 3738. That is tonight, Tuesday, August 2nd. It's always the first Tuesday in August. National Night Out. It is back. And uh, there will also be uh, a, a few other national night nights out, if you will, uh, throughout the state, including Manchester, the Manchester National Night Out, 5 to 8, outside of uh, the JFK Coliseum, adjacent to Gill Stadium in Manchester. So uh, those are two of the, the big national nights out in uh, New Hampshire, Concord, and Manchester. Concord at Rollins Park, 5 to 8. And uh, Manchester just outside JFK Coliseum at uh, 5 to 8 as well. And probably a good idea to have it because you never know with these hot, sweltering days about the possibility of uh, thunderstorms. I guess if it's just outside the JFK Coliseum, they might have the option of moving it uh, into the Coliseum should we get uh, any downpours or thunderstorms or whatever it might be, lightning strikes, you never know uh, on days like this because uh, this is going to be a hot and sweltering week in the Granite State. Temperatures in the uh, low 90s. And I saw Thursday, Thursday, we may have temperatures around 100 degrees on Thursday of this week. So get ready for that, sports fans. Kat, you remember yesterday we had uh, Dr. Barry Taylor on the program. Yes. And he, he was talking about, you know, well, ways to age elegantly mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, had some good advice for us. Uh, I, I saw something in the paper today about, and I know you're a, you're a coffee drinker. I am. <laughs> now, do you do mostly iced coffee, or is that just a seasonal thing? Only iced year round. Only iced yes. year round. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I I happen to, and uh, I don't drink as much coffee as I once did, but maybe after I uh, read this article, uh, I will convince myself to drink more. Uh, but I, I, I used to drink more coffee. I think it was when I was doing uh, real early morning shows. I mean, when I had to get up at... Uh, four o'clock in the morning or earlier sometimes uh, to get to work. I think that's when I was drinking uh, more coffee than I do now. Uh, But I may start up again. You should. But I drink, no matter what the season, for whatever reason, maybe because I'm an old guy, but I I drink mostly hot coffee. Yeah, see, I like hot coffee, but I feel like... Okay, I'll, I will have a hot hazelnut coffee yeah. in the fall, right? occasionally winter, Yeah. but I'm just an iced coffee gal at heart, even in sub-zero yeah. weather. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. I just, you know what happens with me in iced coffee? It's like me in a soda. I just consume it too quickly. <laughs> I 
Yes. You know, iced coffee to me is more, I mean, uh, hot coffee to me is more of a, a sipping beverage. And I don't, you know, because sometimes it's blistering hot and you can't drink it for an hour after you get it. <laughs> Uh, it's true. You know, but uh, I never thought of it like that. That's but it's so smart. Yeah. But well, I don't know if it's smart, but uh, you know, you know, I could sip the iced coffee too. But I have a tendency with colder beverages to just you know down them pretty quickly. Uh, but with coffee, you know, it's you know sit around, have a conversation with somebody, or read the paper and have a cup of coffee, and it lasts longer to me. But you know, that's just me. And people who drink now, here's the article today. Uh, this was taken from the Washington Post. People who drink a moderate amount of coffee, up to three and a half cups a day, might, there's the, there's the word, might, have a better chance at a longer lifespan, even if their coffee is lightly sweetened with sugar, according to research published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Now, how do you take yours, Kat? I like my coffee with extra almond milk and I'm and too sweet and low. I, I'm a sweet and low gal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so bad for you, but I don't care. <laughs> so almond milk and uh, sweet and low. Absolutely. Okay. You know, here, here's my thing. I, uh, I like my coffee with a little half and half. Hot coffee, mm-hmm. half and half. Yep. I, I, I haven't used sugar in, in years in my coffee. Not that I've eliminated sugar from my diet. Uh, but uh, in coffee, I have eliminated sugar of any kind or, you know, the substitutes for sugar as well. Um, but I, if I'm going to be on the air, I don't put the half and half in the coffee. Mm-hmm. Because dairy, as you know, as a singer, right? Yes. Yeah, You're not supposed, if you have a performance, do you ever do dairy before it? Actually, for me, I do. You do. I do. You and, do. And I feel like you're... it's different for a classical soprano ah. because when you're singing higher notes, just a little voice, uh, little voice fact here. When you're singing higher notes, the dairy can sometimes create um, a sense of uh, lubrication on the vocal cords, which can help for an easier time to get to those higher notes. So wow. it might be different. It's going to be wow. different for every yeah. voice type. Some right. people prefer not yeah. to. For me, it definitely helps me, especially if I'm singing. Yeah, uh, higher, higher notes. It never worked out for me. Uh, You know, if I had, if I put half and half uh, in the coffee before, you know, I I was doing a radio show or whatever it might be, I would find myself clearing my throat a lot because I'd have a lot of, uh, well, pardon the word, but mucus in my in my throat. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that that's the way it works for me. But I guess everybody is different. For about seven years now, this is this coffee survey here. For about seven years, the researchers tracked the coffee consumption and health of over 171,000 participants who were an average of nearly 56 years old and were free of cancer and cardiovascular disease when the study the study started. They found that those who regularly drank one and a half to three and a half cups of coffee a day, whether plain or sweetened, with about a teaspoon of sugar, were up to 30% less likely to die in that time frame from any cause, including cancer and cardiovascular disease, than those who did not drink coffee. That's wow. A, how about that? Yeah. It didn't, didn't see that coming, right? No, not at all. The type of coffee, whether instant, ground, or decaffeinated, made no difference. But the results were described as inconclusive, for the use of artificial sweeteners. Hmm. 
The latest research does not prove that coffee alone was responsible for participants' lowered mortality risk. Still, over the years, research has revealed a variety of health benefits for coffee, linking its consumption to a reduced risk for type 2 diabetes, Parkinson's disease, depression, and more. Nutritionists often attribute the benefits of coffee to the abundance of antioxidants in coffee beans, which may help reduce internal inflammation and cell damage and protect, uh, protect against disease. Drinking caffeinated coffee also provides an energy boost and increased alertness. Caffeine, however, can disrupt sleep and be risky during pregnancy. Well, the latter is something I am not worried about at all. <laughs> it is break time here. Cat will be consuming more of her iced coffee. I'll have more of my water right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Stand by for more terrific excitement. You won't want to miss it. 1450 AM, WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Concord area. 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond. And streaming around the clock, around the world at nhtalkradio.com. Ken Kale here, and if you would like to uh, give us a call, express your thoughts, views, ideas, opinions here on WKXL, this is a live show. You're welcome to call in. It's live unless you're listening to the rebroadcast, uh, which we do every evening at uh, 7 o'clock of this show. Give us a call, 603-224-1450. You could become the first caller in the history of Kale and Company live here on WKXL, 603-224-1450. Uh, wanted to mention, saw this in the paper yesterday, what a, a great service this is from uh, Concord Area Transit. A story in the Concord Monitor by Eileen O'Grady. Monday will soon become a shopping day for many Concord seniors who will be able to take a shuttle to places like supermarkets, pharmacies, and downtown shops starting on August 15th. Now, to go somewhere on the shuttle, riders will choose where they would like to go, request a time of day, and indicate how long they will be at that particular location. The shuttle will then pick them up at the door of their home, drop them off at the door of their requested destination, and will return to pick them up at the scheduled time to bring them back home again. Boy, you can't beat that for service. It's like having your own limo. Uh, More information is available at uh, ConcordAreaTransit.com. ConcordAreaTransit.com. I tell you what, I have never really been in the position to be able to uh, turn down money. And I, I'm not talking about huge amounts of money either. Pedestrian amounts of money. I have never been in that position. But there are some people who are in position to turn down hundreds, literally hundreds of millions of dollars. How would you like to be in that position, Cat, where you could turn down making Hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think anyone would want to be in that position. Well, Tiger Woods just did it. Ti- oh, and, and of course, nice. He's in a position to do it, he right? He is, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, well, Tiger Woods turned down an offer, get this, between 
$700 million and $800 million to join the new Live LIV Golf Invitation Series. Now, this is uh, Live money is uh, funded by the Saudi Arabians. And the uh, Live Golf CEO is Greg Norman, former great golfer. He confirmed that in an interview uh, on Monday night. The Tiger turned down between seven and eight hundred million dollars. He was appearing on uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox, and uh, Live Golf approached Woods, a fifteen-time major champion, before he was named the uh, new circuit CEO and commissioner. Greg Norman approached Tiger Woods with that offer, seven to eight hundred million dollars. But uh, Norman said uh, the number was out there before he became. Uh, CEO of Live Golf. That's what he told Tucker Carlson last night on Fox News. Norman said, look, Tiger is a needle mover, right? So, of course, you've got to look at the best of the best. They had originally approached Tiger before I became CEO. That number is somewhere in that neighborhood, end quote, according to Greg Norman. Uh, Woods, who is 46, has been among the most outspoken supporters of the PGA Tour, during its ongoing battle with Live Golf for the best players in the game. At last month's uh, Open Championship in St. Andrews, Scotland, Woods said he supported the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews in uh, their decision not to invite Greg Norman, a two-time winner of the event, to the 150th celebration of the British Open, or as people call it, just the Open. So they did not invite Greg Norman, as they, they invite all the past champions uh, back to the British Open in uh, normal circumstances. But Greg Norman, since he has become the CEO of Live Golf, L-I-V Golf, is not looked upon uh, very well by the PGA and uh, many in the golf world as well. So, Live Golf, L-I-V, I, I wondered what it meant. I, I wondered what the acronym was. Well, here it is. It's not an acronym. L-I-V, Live Golf, is a Roman numeral. It's a Roman numeral, folks. It's the Roman numeral for 54, which is your score if every hole on a par 72 golf course is birdied. If you had a one under par, uh, which is a birdie, for every hole, then it would be a score of 54 on a 72 par golf course. And it's also the number of holes that are played at live events. So it's your score if you have a birdie. For every hole on a par 72 golf course, that would be 54. And that's the number of holes to be played at live tournaments. 54 holes instead of the customary 72, uh, which are played at uh, all, virtually all, uh, PGA events. So that's another difference between the PGA Tour and the live tour, the LIV tour. So there you go. Lots of controversy these days in the wonderful world of golf. And Tiger Woods turning down seven to $800 million. Now, there was another case recently of an athlete turning down megabucks. 
And that was Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals uh, baseball team. Juan Soto, 23 years old, superstar slugger, is eligible for salary arbitration in 2023. The earliest he can become a free agent is 2025. So you're talking a few years off. And he recently rejected an offer from his current team, the Washington Nationals, for a 15-year contract extension valued at $440 million. 15 years for Juan Soto, who is currently 23, $440 million. Now, it was reported a day or two ago that the Nats were going to make one final offer to Juan Soto and his agent. But in all likelihood, prior to 6 o'clock tonight, and if you're listening to our rebroadcast at 7, you probably know this news already. But before 6 o'clock tonight, there is a very, very good chance that Washington National slugger Juan Soto will be wearing a different uniform. The three teams that have been mentioned most in the Juan Soto sweepstakes, as it were, the Los Angeles Dodgers, of course, the San Diego Padres, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Those are the three teams most mentioned uh, in regard to obtaining the services of 23-year-old Juan Soto, currently of the Washington Nationals, unless you're listening to this program between 7 and 8 tonight, when he's probably not property of the Washington Nationals anymore because the trading deadline comes up 6 o'clock tonight, and Juan Soto is the big prize. I don't think the Yankees are one of the teams that will make a last-minute push for Juan Soto. They're, they're wheeling and dealing, and they're adding pieces all the time, the New York Yankees. Uh, but I don't think Juan Soto is in their sights at the moment. Now, that's not to say when Juan Soto becomes a free agent that uh, the Yankees might not have an interest. I think he's a player that is really built for Yankee Stadium. Left-handed batter with incredible power. And, you know, for those of you who know a little bit about Yankee Stadium, it's a uh, very short porch to right field in the Bronx, and he would be just perfect. But it does not appear as if the Yankees are going to make a bid, at least now, in the trading sweepstakes for Juan Soto. Red Sox, well, let's see what they do. This could be the final day in the Boston career of J.D. Martinez. Same could be said for Nathan Avaldi. Red Sox yesterday added outfielder Tommy Pham in a trade with the Cincinnati Reds for a player to be named later, or Cash. And they also sent lefty reliever Jake Diekman, thankfully, to the White Sox for Reese McGuire, who is going to share the catching duties with Kevin Ploiecki in Boston now that Christian Vasquez is a member of the Houston Astros. So Reese McGuire, who was a former first-round pick of the Pittsburgh Pirates a number of years ago, then traded to the Toronto Blue Jays 
And for a while, for a couple of seasons, uh, Reese McGuire was a member of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. So a former Fisher Cat in Reese McGuire joining the Boston Red Sox. And we'll see how that all plays out. Tomorrow we will talk Gunstock. We'll get the story behind the story for that great resort uh, in New Hampshire. We thank you very much for listening. We have outstanding program 24 hours of programming 24 hours a day here. And if you missed any of it, you can catch up with it at nhtalkradio.com. All the good stuff is there. Thank you for joining us here on WKXL. Thanks to Kat. Thank you, and we will join you tomorrow, 8 a.m. sharp, right here on WKXL. Have a great Tuesday, everyone. Don't forget, National Night Out tonight.